so good. So good. So good. Thank you. Thank you for your help this morning and your leadership. So this morning, uh, we're looking at a story of the, the call of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, uh, verses 1 through 10. If you've got it in your lap, you can follow along. Um, Jeremiah 1, uh, 1 through 10. Uh, and before we read and hear from God's word, let's pray uh, together. God, we are, we are grateful yet again to, to have another opportunity to gather together uh, here in person and virtually online uh, to worship you, to remind ourselves that, that we really do belong to you, that you are our God and, and we are your people. And as we open this book, as we open your word, we ask that we ask that your voice would be the voice that we hear this morning. Speak to us, call us, shape us, mold us, transform us into the kind of people you want us to be. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you listen carefully, the bugs are still singing. I didn't notice that last week. This feels really loud this week. Anyway, there they are. Jeremiah 1, 1 through 10, hear these words. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. And through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. I'm just a kid. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. We will go that far. So, I'm a little worried that my iPad is going to overheat and it's going to shut down and then you're just going to have to deal with whatever comes out of my mouth, and that's fine. Um, here we have the call of Jeremiah, uh, one of the most important prophets in, uh, uh, in the history of Israel. And Here's the deal. Whenever I come across a story like this one in the Bible, uh, it, I'm instantly fascinated, like really fascinated. Here we have God, the creator of the universe, calling uh, an individual to, to do something specific, to be someone specific for the, the benefit of a larger community, maybe a larger nation, uh, uh, maybe the 
the whole world. Uh, and the thing that fascinates me is the, the one hearing the call actually hears the voice of God. And that's how the story goes. Jeremiah says, I heard the voice of God. The word of the Lord came to me and said, before you were born, I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah hears it. Now, the reason that fascinates me so much is because I've never actually heard the voice of God with my own two ears. Never heard the actual voice. of What does God's voice sound like anyway? Like most people would be like, sounds like Morgan Freeman, right? Some would say Oprah, right? You get a call, you get a call, you get a call. You. That's probably an old reference by now. Anyway, um, maybe it's some disembodied, non-gender specific voice. I don't know what God's voice sounds like because I've never heard it. I'm guessing that most of you, that most of you have never actually really heard the voice of God with your own two ears, but I'm guessing that if I pressed you that on the subject, I, I think that you would get to the point where you would actually say, and you would talk about it that way, yeah, I've actually heard in some way, I've heard the call of God on my life. Right? Most of us would say that. The question is, how do we know that? How do we actually know? How do we know we're not just making it up in our heads? How do we know that it's not just, uh, that it's not just something that, that came to us and we're like, oh, that, like, how do we know that it didn't come from just us? How do we know for certain that it's God that's calling? Here's the deal. I'm going to be up front. I don't know if I can tell you how to be certain that it's God that's calling. I don't even, I don't even know that, I don't even know that this book can tell us how to know for certain whether it is God or not who is calling. But I think, I think that this story can be helpful because I think this story says a lot about what happens when God calls. So let's go to the story. God apparently comes to a very, a very young Jeremiah and says to Jeremiah, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. But Jeremiah immediately thinks, man, this must be some sort of mistake. Like maybe he feels like it's all in his head. Maybe he's not quite sure. So he says, this can't be right. Are you sure, God? I can't speak very well. Also, I'm just a kid. Didn't you mean someone, something, somewhere else? Now for most of us, I think, I think this seems to be right on target with how most of us experience what we think to be a call from the divine. So from this little story of God's calling of one of the most important prophets in the history of Israel, what, what can we learn about the call of God? What can we learn about the call of God on our lives? What can we learn about our response to the call of God on our lives? So here's the deal. I'm going to give you three things up front, and then we're going to talk about them. Here they are. God's calling is personal. It's always a personal thing. Our response to it is a process. And when God calls, it's always to a partnership. Did you catch what I just did for you? I gave you three Ps. I don't ever do that. 
But I decided I'm going to give you three P's this, this week, like alliteration. So God's call is personal. Our response is almost always a process. And when God calls, it's always to a partnership. So let's start with that first one. God's call is always personal. So Jeremiah is called to be a prophet. He's called to be a, a mouthpiece of God. And I don't know that we can be sure how Jeremiah heard it. Maybe he really did hear a call from God. Maybe he, he really did hear an audible voice coming from somewhere while he sat alone in a dark room. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a lump in his throat. Maybe it was a sort of a sickening of the heart as he looked at the world around him and he thought to himself, I got to do something about this. Maybe it was just a, maybe it was just a flash of a thought or, or some sort of insight. Maybe it was a gut feeling or, or a sense of intuition. Maybe it happened in a dream. I don't know that we can be really sure how Jeremiah heard it. All we know is that Jeremiah heard it. God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. God's call on Jeremiah's life was specific to how God had made him, how God formed him in his mother's womb. Think about that. It was personal. And I don't think there's any question that God calls each one of us to become who God has made us to be on behalf of who he's called us to impact. Think about that. God's calling on each of our lives is to become the individuals he's just made us to be. That means that God's call on your life, God's call on my life, sort of intersects with where and how God has wired us to be. Wired you to be, wired me to be, our gifts, our talents, our personality, maybe even more important, maybe even more importantly, what are we passionate about? What moves us? What touches us deeply? Where all of those things come together, where all of those things intersect, that's typically where God's call lands in our lives. God's calling is personal. It's unique. Calling is as unique to you as your own DNA which is to say that God's call on your life isn't like God's call on my life. No two calls are exactly the same. We're not meant to read this story about Jeremiah and think to ourselves, oh my goodness, now I gotta be a prophet. I need to do what Jeremiah does. No, we're, we're invited to enter into this story and live into it so that we can sort of discover our own calling. Do what God has called us to do, to, to become the person that God has made us to be, created us to be. Before you were born, I knew you. Before I even knit you together in your mother's womb, I knew you. I appointed you to what? To what? It's personal to you. So I'm going to give you an assignment. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some thought probably should pray about it. That might be helpful. So what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home today and I want you to ask yourself some questions this afternoon. And I want you to answer them. I want you to write down the answers to these questions. And maybe even, maybe even talk, talk with someone you, 
you depend on. Talk with someone close to you. Right? So here are some questions. Who are you? Who has God made you to be? What are you really good at? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What is your passion? What moves you deeply? And then once you've got the answers to those questions, ask yourself this question. Who is God calling me to impact through all of those things? Whose lives can I influence where all of those things come together? Friends, God's calling on your life is it's personal. It's unique. And every bit as important as anyone else's calling. Are you listening? Have you thought about it recently? Are you curious? Now's the time. It's good to do this every once in a while. Because I think we, we get into certain ruts in our lives and, and we just don't think about it. And so every once in a while, I think it's good for us to just stop and think about who has God made me to be? What has God given me to do? What are, what are the things I'm really good at and who can I influence for the divine? Think about it. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. God's call is always a process. Our response is always, almost always a process. And when you read stories like this in the Bible, it seems to be like there's a, a pattern that develops. Almost every time God calls an individual to become someone, to do something specific, it's almost a pattern. They're really, really reluctant at first. There may be others, but the only one I can think of that it isn't like this is a 14-year-old girl. Angel comes and says, you are with child. You will give birth to the Son of God. He will be the Savior of the world. And her response is, let it be to me, as you have said. That's like the only one I can think of. Everyone else is like, I don't know about that. Just look at this story. Seems like Jeremiah is a little slow, right? Ah, sovereign Lord, I don't even know how to speak. I'm just a kid. You're not making any sense, God. Are you sure, God? Didn't you mean someone, something, somewhere else? And apparently he's hearing the actual voice of God. Like, if we actually heard the voice of God speaking to us in an audible way, wouldn't that be helpful? Would that be helpful to anybody? Would you be like, okay, I'm on it. Like we would immediately jump off, off our seats and we would do whatever it was that God would call us to do. Wouldn't we? If we heard the actual voice of God, Mindy's shaking her head. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think we would. I, don't, I really don't. Even if we heard the voice of God, I don't think we'd immediately get up off our seats. I think about all the other different calls, littler calls, different calls that come to us in, in this book. And think about how many of them we hear and then we don't actually get up and do. We don't follow through. Think about it. Give generously. Pray without ceasing. Love your enemies. Love your spouse sacrificially. Give yourself up for him or for her as Christ did for the church. Do not be anxious about anything. Sell all your possessions. Give to the poor. And on and on and on and on. 
Like we hear. And our response to God is almost always a process. Isn't it? God's call to Jeremiah. You're going to be a prophet. Jeremiah's like, I think there might be some sort of mistake here. I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. God's called to Moses. Let's just pick another obvious one. I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moses is like, I think there's some sort of mistake here. He too was like, I can't talk. I can't speak very well. Send someone else. Friends, those stories, there are stories. They're powerfully honest stories, I think. Our response to God is, is typically a process. Like it takes some time. Sometimes it takes years for us to respond. I remember when I was a lot younger than I am now, I felt something inside of me that uh, it, it wasn't necessarily a voice. It was just a feeling, an intuition. God came to me and said, and I heard, however we want to talk about it. You know, God calls and says, Aaron, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to do what your daddy does. And I was like, nah, man, um, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do what, what my sister's headed to do. That, that's what I want to do. Um, I hung up the phone. And then, uh, and then a couple years pass, right? I'm on this track. I'm excited about it. I feel like I want to care for people. I want to give my life to the, to the helping of people who are not well. And then I took chemistry. And I got the only C I ever got, ever. And God picked up the phone again. And was like, see, I told you. You're going to be a pastor. And I was like, nah, I think you got a mistake. I'm going to be a, I'll just be a history teacher. Because I like, I like to, to learn about history. And, and I wanted to influence the lives of some young people. I'll be a basketball coach. I'll do all that. So thank you very much. Um, and then... A little while later, one of my one of my best friends, Chris Van Hofwegen, uh, we were just we shared a dorm room the the second year we were there, and uh, we were just laying in bed. He was on the top bunk, I'm on the bottom bunk, and and we weren't really talking about anything. And all of a sudden, literally out of nowhere, he says to me, "Have you ever thought about being a pastor?" And when you're a when you're on a he we were on the basketball team together. And when your jock friend suggests to you that you should think about being a pastor, that's not something jocks talk about, ever. Like, we, we don't talk. So when that happens, like, oh, my goodness, the voice of God for me that day sounded like Chris Van Hofwegen. Right? There it was. Right? It took a long process, a whole bunch of no's for me. But I finally said Yes. Wasn't happy about it. Here I am today. It's how it goes, isn't it? We're human. Like we question, we hesitate, we're afraid, we fear. Sometimes we ignore. But we're only human. And I think those responses are probably expected during the process of discerning whatever it is God is calling us to be, whoever it is God is calling us to be, and whatever it is God is calling us to do. I think God assumes that that's going to happen. It's all a part of the, the process of growing and maturing. 
But eventually we respond. Hopefully we respond. We discern God's calling and we, and we go. What was true of Jeremiah, what was true of Moses, is still true today, I think. God knows us better than we know ourselves. God is the one who knit us together in our mama's wombs. God is the one, God is the one who made us to be a certain kind of people. And I believe that God believes in us probably more than we believe in God. Think about that. God believes more in us than we even believe in God. And I don't know about you, I'm just grateful that God gives us the grace of his patience while we try to figure out whether or not we're going to respond. Our response is almost always, almost always a process. Where are you in that process? Maybe you're just beginning it. Maybe you're just beginning to ask these sorts of questions. Maybe you've sort of been doing your thing for a long time, and maybe it's time to re-ask those questions. Where are you in that process? Here's the last thing I'll say this morning. God's God's call is always to a partnership. It's always to a partnership. When God calls Jeremiah, he doesn't just kick him out the door and say, go, you know, you're out on your own. No, God's going to partner with him. He says, you must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you, right? So I'm going to be there with you. Do not be afraid. There's God saying that again. Do not be afraid. I am with you you. So it's always an invitation to partnership. Whatever God calls us to do is the very thing that he's created you to do. And it's the very thing that he plans on empowering you to accomplish. So if God calls you to forgive someone, chances are he's already out ahead of you, working in the heart of that person. If God calls you to apologize and take responsibility in order to mend a certain relationship, chances are God's already out ahead of you, working in the soul of that other person. If God calls you to love that neighbor that you don't really want to love, you know the one, (laughs) chances are God's going to give you the courage to make that change in your own life. God's calling is always an invitation to partnership. Do not be afraid, God says. I will be with you. Friends, when the Spirit moves and we feel it, and we hear that call, it it might not be an audible voice of God. Maybe it really is something like a lump in your throat. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's like a, a sickening of the heart as you look, at, look around you and you, you see the state of the world or the, the state of your community and you feel, oh my goodness, I got to do something about that. Maybe it's a flash of a thought. Maybe it's an insight or maybe it's just a gut feeling. Maybe it's a, an intuition. Maybe it's a dream. We feel it. We hear it. And when we do, like Jeremiah, we're likely to hesitate to partner. We're likely not to completely understand who exactly he's made us to be. And, and let's be honest about it. We're likely to have all kinds of excuses just lined up, ready to go. 
But here's the deal. God doesn't make mistakes. Sometimes we feel like God has made a mistake. But God doesn't make mistakes. Sometimes we think, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. But didn't you really mean no? I meant what I said. You were made for this. Let's just be grateful that God gives us the grace of his patience during that process before we begin to act. And let's be grateful that God, that God gives us his grace to jump in, to take risks, and to, and to better become fully aware of who God has called us to be and what God has called us to do. What's God, what's God calling you to be? What's God calling you to do? How have you been made? Who can you influence? These are important questions. Will you answer? Let's pray. God, thank you for, for stories like these in the Bible, for how profoundly honest they are, for how profoundly human they are. Thank you for the ways in which you speak to us. And just the fact that you call us anyway is mind-boggling and mind-blowing. But we know, oh God, that you've made us for something. That you've created us to be who we are. And we ask, God, that, that you would help us discover more and more each day. It doesn't matter if we're, if we're young or old or somewhere in between, God. You've got a call for us. 